0: Welcome to another edition of the Fitness for All podcast and it's brought to you by Liebert Fitness and on today's show we have uh, Paralympic athlete Renee Fasel. Welcome to the show Renee.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: You're more than welcome. So Renee, can you maybe uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, um, your um, Paralympic uh, and world uh, achievements uh, to start off with?
1: Okay uh well i uh have been a paralympic athlete for most if not all of my life i'm very privileged to have that as part of my experience and growing up Uh, my primary discipline is track and field so i'm a paralympic athlete in the event of discus throw i would recommend it to anybody that's looking at getting into a summer sport (laughs) um i kind of got into paralympics at the age of or sorry into track and field at the age of six or 10 years old. And um, it's been a very important role in my life. Uh, I have always wanted to excel in it. And at 2016, I was able to make the Paralympic Games and uh, had my first debut at uh, trying to compete to go on the podium. I came out fourth. I was extremely happy with the results and I had overall good uh, experience with it. And now uh, I'm leading into what was supposed to be the 2020 Paralympic Games, now 2021 Paralympic
0: Games. That's great. And when you started off, um, did you dream of being a Paralympic athlete or what was the motivation uh, behind starting uh, with the sport?
1: Yeah, when I was young... um, My disability was difficult to keep up with my sisters. I have two sisters. I'm in the middle. Um, We have a very close age gap. So my younger sister and I would always uh, do the same sports. Uh, My mom and father would get me involved in soccer, basketball, some of the more major uh, events. And um, as I was growing up, I did find that there was a bit of difficulty in keeping up with her. So that's when I got uh, involved in uh, cruiser sports for the physically disabled. And uh, I, I got involved in Paralympic sports. So when I jumped into track and field and I did sledge hockey and wheelchair basketball as well, it was an opportunity for me to adapt my abilities into something that I, I became very passionate for. So track and field started off uh, as a opportunity for me to... Uh, be fit um, and be involved in sport, and slowly became something that I, I, I did want to compete at the Paralympics and something that um, I continue to want to compete and represent my country for.
0: And can you tell me a little bit more about the uh, fitness components and what fitness means to you um, as well? When did you start to get really serious about your training and your fitness uh, to reach the level of being a Paralympic athlete?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, the the fitness goals for me um, have always been revolving around sport. So uh, fitness to me, it started out just as an opportunity to have fun, be inclusive in a team sport. And I would say that I became more serious about my fitness goals when it was uh probably leading into the 2016 paralympic games where i had a realization that if i want to sustain to move towards school that i have to sustain my fitness levels and and that includes just a healthy lifestyle overall for (laughs) trying to be a better person uh, for myself in my future so um in 2016 i would say is when i i got more serious about my goals i I started to focus more on the nutritional aspect as well as the um, just movement in my lifestyle more than I had previously. And um, that was kind of a eye-opening moment and um, realizing that uh, this is for myself in my fitness schools, but this is for myself moving forward and uh, all around important, healthier lifestyle.
0: No, absolutely, and it is very important to have a healthier lifestyle. Um, what was the motivation behind your um, healthier lifestyle? Was it just the Paralympics, or um, was there also another reason behind that motivation?
1: Um, I think that uh, my fitness goals for the Paralympics was a large aspect of it, but there is also the um, the realization at that point because I was. Um, I wasn't in a very good lifestyle altogether as far as my health uh, leading into 2016. Um, so it was reflecting back and I looked at where I was and um, looked around me and you see uh, people you love um, go through so many different health scares and that I wanted to make sure that I put myself at risk of happening as well as put my family at ease for. Uh, the lifestyle that
0: went right there, no absolutely, and um, that's a huge motivator uh, absolutely when somebody that you know uh, that is close to you uh, you know has some health challenges, uh, you want to be able to you know try to be the best uh, version of yourself that you can be um, I w- want to talk a little bit more about the uh, Paralympics and more so the world championships um, because I think it was the most recent World Championships. Uh, you did a phenomenal um, job in throws. Um, did you want to kind of explain to the listeners about the experience you had at the Worlds, um, where it seemed like every through that you did was either a personal best or a world record?
1: No, <laughs> thank you for that. Um, yeah, the World Championships, uh, in November of last year was a, a definitely an eye-opening experience. My support system and I had uh, did a broad look at what I had been doing previously um, for sport, um, for my uh, lifting, uh, for my nutrition. And we kind of did a 180 and just changed everything up. So leading up to the world championships, I had changed a strength coach. Um, we'd focus more on the uh, lifting aspect of my sport as well as obviously the the throws itself and um, we we also shifted that focus on what is best for sport and as a female in sport, I think there's also that sort of pressure to fit into the idea of what a female should look like versus what is good for your goals. so we we shifted my mindset and and what are the best goals for my? nutrition as far as what I would like to do at the world championships and leading at the world championships I had this positive atmosphere I had uh, and I still have a very confident outlook on where I am and how I should feel about myself so and the games and having all of that leading into it it just really made me capable and I think really played a large aspect of being able to go out <laughs> and uh, a personal best after not being able to do it for three years prior to that
0: <laughs> <laughs> and what about the training was different um, from previous years up into that year like I know you touched on a little bit about it but yeah maybe tell us a little bit more about that
1: yeah the specifics of the training that uh, had changed was uh prior to that um my my team we had been heavily throws focusing so uh, discus throws higher volume um, we had a completely different technique so for discus for me um, in my Paralympic classification I, I was um, focusing prior to that on trying to do a a spin throw so spin movement in my throws when uh, what is best for me and for my disability in throwing was being at a stand throw position so that I could get all the power I had in my legs and really just chuck that disc out there. So we made that specific technical change in my throw and understanding that that was just what was best for my my body and throwing the best I could, but then the lifting also increased. So I went from doing a uh, general kind of programming beforehand to a sports specific, um, very much power-based programming that was uh, very intellectually uh, uh, made so that it was uh, recovery based as well. So it was a high volume for a couple of weeks. And then there was a week of recovery where you did um, lower volume um, and just had that healing. And then you would go back up. And depending on the time of year, we would do uh, different movements. So in the winter months, you could definitely test your body for a summer sport. Whereas in the summer months, you'd like to ease off and allow for your body to be the best um, uh, opportunity to throw well for me.
0: Absolutely. And I know off the top, I had uh, talked about uh, you being a Paralympic athlete or in Paris sports, um, You know, and I totally forgot because I've known you for a lot of years and I just don't really care about it myself. However, the listeners just might uh, want to know, um, what is the the challenge that you have in life? And can you explain a bit about the category system that goes with the track and field athletes and what, um, uh, um, I can't think of the word right now, but um, what classification that you're in?
1: Yes, of course. So, for me, um, uh, my physical uh, disability is called cerebral palsy. Uh, Cerebral palsy is a neurological impairment. So, uh, at at birth, I was two months premature. I had three strokes on the left side of my brain. And um, from the age, uh, well, from when I was born, um, the right side of my body has been a mildly weaker than the left side, and there's different variations of cerebral palsy, so i'm a hemiplegia which means the one side of the body is affected and the other side is not where there's um different uh levels yeah. of impairment for that in Paralympic sports um it could right. be uh, neurological impairments, it could be a uh amputation uh, it could be a um, <laughs> it's escaping me at the moment. It could be a spinal cord injury. But there's there's lots of opportunity and adaptive for you to excel. And in, in track and field, um, they have a classification system. So the classification system uh divides uh everybody on uh their uh disability to allow for you to compete with someone across the world that has the exact same, if not. Impairment as you, so in my classification, I am what's called. There's T for track and F for field, so I'm a field athlete in discus. I'm an F38 athlete. So there's 31, 32 to 38, 31 being lower neurological impairment, 38 being the highest neurological impairment, and I have people in my classification that are here in North America, South America, uh, in Europe. Um, it's it's quite, <laughs> it's something, it's hard to describe how uh, unbelievable it is to have the opportunity to compete with people that have uh, adaptations as me and to excel in something that above and beyond what your application
0: would be. Yeah. Now, as far as training goes, um, there are some, uh, you know, uh, para-athletes that do need uh, accommodations in order to be able to uh, do an exercise. Um, do you need any such accommodations? And if so, can you maybe talk a little bit about them and, uh, you know, how they accommodate that?
1: Of course. Uh, I think n- no matter who you are, you always need adaptations. And for me, I most, I most definitely need a uh, to adapt when it comes to, um, my, uh, working out and lifting, uh, even running, it's just being aware of, uh, your body and what you need. So when I had first got involved into fitness and now into lifting, um, it was important to understand, uh, that everybody does it differently for me. Um, when I'm doing movements, you could look at, for example, a bench press with the bar, um, my right side's weaker than my left side. So if I am doing with the bar, I got to watch to not compensate with the left side and ignore the right side. Uh, if I were to do a isolated movement, like a dumbbell bench press, I am lifting probably 10, if not 15 pounds heavier on my left side than my right side. And that is okay because that is what my body allows for me. And I'm working towards something on making a quality for that. So it's, um, For me, it was just important to like kind of uh, tear down the mentality that everybody is the same. It's important to know that uh, you are working for this for yourself, and uh, I have adapted my uh, workouts and recovery based on what I need. And recovery is very different as well with my uh, disability.
0: And during your Paralympic career, or just your field career uh what are one or two things that you have learned that kind of stick out the most to you
1: um could you be a bit more specific in what, in general or
0: um yeah like uh, do you have certain philosophies or um you had talked about how your mindset is changing uh in regards to um you're not like everybody else and that's okay and how you know you're different, and you're going to adapt exercises. So, um, to me, that would be one thing where um, you've changed your mindset, and that's probably been uh, you know a big thing for you to overcome. So, is there anything like that?
1: Yes, I think that there has been an enormous amount of change at uh, my philosophy uh now versus my philosophy even a couple of years ago you're right has significantly changed now i kind of have this outlook and i remind myself that um that it's important to know that what you're doing you're always bending you're always being tangible to what you're doing and you're never breaking you're just you're always prepared to make a change and it's uh it's a big aspect of your mindset is that positive outlook. So, you know, if something maybe didn't work out the way it's supposed to go, that's okay because it's setting you up to be resilient for something else in the future. So, I think that my um, look on resiliency and, and making sure that, you know, if you stray off path, it's okay to, it's okay. You're going to make your way back in. Just it's important to know that you can rely on yourself, but rely on the support systems around you. And I think growing up, I've, learned um in general but uh, of course to my my fitness goals that you have to be willing to lean on others and support others and have others support you
0: oh for sure and um what is support to you um like is it um listening to somebody or talking with somebody or like what's your idea of support
1: i think the idea of support is being open to listening to somebody else uh, um, in whatever the conversation might be. Support is hearing somebody else. And uh, even if you don't agree, just knowing that that's okay, because um, I'm going to be uh, willing to listen to you. And if you need help, I'll be there for you. And support could even be as far as just reminding somebody else of um, the, the other side of things, the different perspective on what they're looking support comes in so many different ways and it depends on what you need so for me i think my my best regard of support is just um knowing that uh, if i do need to lean on somebody a family a friend that they will be there in whatever regard that they're capable of
0: yeah no and that's an absolute great answer Uh, Can you tell the listeners, um, because I know that the Paralympics uh, have been postponed and they're going to be in 2021, can you maybe, um, you know, tell the listeners about your uh, exercise uh, routine from now up until the Paralympics and how you're going to prepare?
1: Of course. Um, The postponement of the 2020 Games was um, very difficult because um, it's... It's a big change for an athlete, but it's it's a big change that happened in general with the world. So uh, the past couple months, it's been a bit difficult because everybody's training environment has changed. Um, and my training environment, uh, of course, has done that as well. I, I'm very lucky to have some of the equipment that I do have available, but I've most definitely learned my limits when it comes to physical health and um, body workouts or... <laughs> Or other other at-home workouts. The internet has been a wonderful thing. Let me tell you. <laughs> um, I'm, uh, I'm very happy to be going back into uh, a partial training environment where I'm capable of being with my coach as of Monday. So Monday is a very exciting day for me. <laughs> um, so my coach and I leading into 2021 is we're, we're trying to keep the pace that we have going right now. I do have a bit of recovery in August where I'll be um, – doing lower uh power volume lifting and we're we're going to focus from now until about January on my nutrition trying to increase protein intake and muscle mass um we're trying to focus on the uh lifting to create that muscle mass and power so that I can really just whip the disc out there And then from February until pretty much the trials, which should be in July, um, that's when it starts with competition season, training. We're hoping to do some training. Usually we go out to Florida, but depending on the travel restrictions and, of course, what's best for uh, the world at that point, uh, we would even look at going and traveling within our beautiful country, Canada, and finding the best training environment to really push forward and get as many throws in as it can the games so that I can hopefully you know race to the podium
0: and I have every confidence in the world that you are going to be able to go on the podium this time uh, once 2021 uh, happens and uh, selfishly um, I hope that you don't train in Florida um, because as of today um, there's 10,000 coronavirus coronavirus cases out there so selfishly I don't want you to go out there because I don't uh, even want to uh, even uh, in the slightest chance that you may get it I don't want you to get it Renee so
1: yep and we are uh, we're planning for staying within Canada and making the best that we can that's for sure because if it's anything at risk at all it is not worth it
0: no absolutely um, now and I might have asked this uh, before, um, but do you have any other like philosophies in life or sayings that you go by in life? Um, as an example, one of mine oh. is that everyone has challenges; some are just more noticeable than others. Do you have any <laughs> that are uh, that you have?
1: I love that. I actually, really enjoy that. Thank you for sharing. Um, I think something that I, I repeat personally to myself is um, head up, chin down. So your head's held high. You're proud. You are pushing forward and positive, but keep your chin down, focused on the important aspects of what you're doing and um, focusing in on what those goals are in hand.
0: That's amazing. Uh, can you let the listeners know um, where they can follow your journey, or maybe on social media, in case they want to be able to cheer you on over the next uh, few months until you get to the Paralympics? Of course,
1: I would love that. Thank you. Um, my uh, main source of social media is through Instagram. That's where I, I share a lot of my uh, journey uh, leading up to the paralympic games and my instagram is ray foe so r-a-a-y f-o-e ray's a nickname i have and foe is short for faux cell <laughs> <laughs> and i do uh uh participate in tw- twitter leading up to the games i will be doing a lot of twitter updates so that's R foe it's f-o-e-s-s-e-l I could spell that phonetically if you need me to. Oh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's okay. We'll make sure that uh, we get your details up on the website when we uh, get this on the uh, Fitness for All website. So we'll get the spelling there, and they can uh, also grab it from there. And, uh, you know, personally, Renee, I've known you ever since you came, I think, to that very first uh, field practice. Um, and I also remember that uh, I I think one of the first things I – remember get uh ken hall who i believe is still your throw coach
1: yes the best coach in the world
0: there you go i remember him getting you to roll the discus and he kept making you roll the discus <laughs> and that was uh we won't say how many years ago but that was quite a few years ago so <laughs> and you know it was a, an amazing um feeling and I can only imagine what it was for you when you were at the Paralympics, because we were all at a, an establishment that uh, we'll say serves chocolate milk and <laughs> cheering you on and to see how many people came out and supported you and watched you. Um, it's just a testament to the uh, person that you are that has such great character and will, um, you know you're just so good with everybody at the end of the day and you treat them as an equal and that's what's so great about you
1: well kim i could uh let you know that i remember you even before the field when i was doing sledge hockey and i am absolutely so warm and fulfilled um hearing about having all the supports I have. And, and none of this journey would be possible without, (laughs) without everybody, without the club, without uh, my family, friends, my coach, yourself, Um, knowing that you guys were uh, cheering me on was, is, is what really pushed me. And a part of me wishes that I could have been in that establishment watching with you guys.
0: Well, maybe what uh, we'll do this year when you uh, get the uh, gold is that we'll make sure that uh, we videotape the whole damn thing and then you can watch it when you come home. So there you go. Well,
1: thank you. And thank you for allowing me to do this uh, opportunity
0: with you. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so everyone, that was Renee Fussell. Uh She is a uh, Paralympian. Uh, who is going to be going to the uh, 2021 Paralympic Games. And make sure that you do follow her on Twitter and Instagram. And Renee, it has been a pleasure you, having you on the show. And thanks so much for being on it.
1: Thank you so much.